Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. We've got a great couple hours here with Lainey Dolphin as we talk about dreams. She founded the Dream Interpretation Center back in 1997 and has been teaching dream analysis to counseling students at Concordia University in Montreal since 2005. Her interest in dreams stems from her early experience in Freudian analysis, where dream work was the primary tool. She later studied at the Gestalt Counseling and Training Center in Montreal, the Elderian Principles of Dream Analysis at the Alfred Elder Institute, and has been a member of the International Association for the Study of Dreams since 1997. Dolphin's goal is to introduce you to the value of understanding your dreams with a view towards long-term change. And as I mentioned, she's got a couple books out. Have a great dream, book one and book two. Lainey, welcome back. How have you been? I've been good. George Nury. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. How are things in Canada? Uh, Cold. I didn't want to say that, but that's what's happening. Has it started to snow yet? Uh, yes, it has started to snow a little bit, and it's got that certain bite, that familiar bite in the air that says, go to Florida. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with a little white Christmas, though, right, Lenny? That's true. You can't argue about that. How did you get involved in dream interpretation? I had a crisis when I was... 21, which is exactly 50 years ago, because I'm 71 now. Good for you. And uh, during that crisis, I went into Freudian psychoanalysis with a brilliant New York uh, psychoanalyst. And in, when I, in my early 20s, I wasn't so well able to articulate my feelings, but I'm a dreamer. I've always had dreams that I remember, and I used to go to the sessions with the shrink, always arriving with a dream. And so it was, it was that I experienced Freud before I studied him. <laughs> and he was brilliant when it came to dream analysis. No question about that. 
So that started me on the road. And as you mentioned earlier, I went on to study Gestalt, Adler, Jung, and I'm a member of that very eclectic organization called the International Association for the Study of Dreams. And so there's people that are looking at dreams from many different angles, and there are many different angles going on in our dreams. But just to set the stage properly, I am much more an expert in the language of metaphor than I am a dream analyst because the unconscious is speaking that language, the language of metaphor. And every single dream is an interior conversation. It's a problem-solving conversation that takes place every night between your conscious and your unconscious mind. And the amazing news is that whatever it is that's bugging you, the solution appears in the dream before you get it consciously. So if only you could understand what the heck you were trying to say to yourself when you had that crazy dream, you would be able to propel your problem solving. And that that's the reason why I developed my method and that is basically what I've been doing for the last 50 years is teaching my method. Now, when you say your method, what does that mean? There are six basic points of entry that I use when I hear a person's dream. And I want to just say there's not one of the points of entry that's better than another. You want to listen to the dream and choose something that you are attracted to out of the following six points of entry. The feelings, like how did you feel in the dream? And then you want to do that dance where you come outside the dream and see what is happening in your waking life that's making you feel in a similar way to the way you felt in the dream. And the next one is the action. How is the dreamer moving in the dream? Is the dreamer observing or are they participating in the action? And if they are, what are they doing? And does it fit? Does the action fit what's going on in the dream? The third one is the symbols. Symbols are people, places, and things. And you, the reason why you can never look up a symbol in one of those silly dream dictionaries is because you need to speak to the dreamer. Because from the moment we are born, every single memory and association that you've ever had since you're born is recorded there in your incredibly sophisticated unconscious mind. I call it a filing cabinet. When I'm speaking to younger people, I call mm -hmm. it a database. But all your memories and associations that truly only belong to you because they're like your fingerprint. And the database opens up when you want to say something to yourself and you choose from this, um, you know, incredible source of memories and associations when you want to say something to yourself. And then there is the repetition because we not only repeat ourselves in a dream that happens over a period of years, but we actually are also repeating ourselves 
inside the same dream will say the same thing to ourselves several times. So because your unconscious wants you to get it. So if you don't get it on the first go around, don't worry because there'll be a repeat in some other way in the same dream. And there's two more left. They are the puns and play on words, which we use constantly in our dreams, the same as we do in our waking life. And finally, the plot, which is the same thing that we learned in school. What is the story behind the story? So, for example, I'll go right into the plot. I know a woman who was dreaming about a spider, and her daughter killed the spider. And she was so thankful that she didn't have to worry about it, except a few minutes later she looked and saw, actually, that spider wasn't dead. And so, again, she tried to kill the spider, but there was no success Every time it looked like it was dead, it come alive again. And that dream was reflecting the a situation that she had with her husband that she thought was dead and gone. She thought the issue was over. They discussed it. She was satisfied with the conclusion. But a couple of weeks later, that thing resurfaced again because actually her husband wasn't not He wasn't finished with the argument. And so the dream encouraged her to bring the subject up with her husband because that was the plot. It was something that she thought was dead and gone that was actually still alive and kicking. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. 
It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Laney, you mentioned that the dreams come between subconscious and the conscious mind. But does that come within the brain or outside of the brain? Oh, it's inside the brain. But I am not a technician. I'm a dream analyst. And that, and that is what I do. I teach people how to uncover what's the situation that you were discussing with yourself when you had that dream. And the way that I find that out, because this is the opposite of a psychic experience where you tell me the dream and I tell you what it means. What I do doesn't work like that because it's psychological approach. You tell me a dream and I use those six points of entry to formulate questions to ask you and you tell me What's the subject you were discussing with yourself? And by the way, the reason why it's fairly easy for a dreamer to name the subject that's bugging them is because every dream at the first level, without going deep, at the first level, every dream is triggered by something that either happened to you yesterday or something that you thought about yesterday, and it's typically something that's bugging you. And so that's all we're looking for. Once you tell me what's the subject that you were talking to yourself about, then it becomes easier because then you look back in the dream and I have eight different ways that I can teach you what a solution looks like when it comes in the form of a metaphor. Now, these six points of entry, Lainey, that you just went through, are they necessary for every dream or just one or two? They just seem to be apparent in every single dream that I've heard anyway over the last 50 years. There's something that always fits. Like, for example, here's a woman who saw a, a young child, six years old, who has a loose tooth, and she wants to help him out. So she reaches forward and pulls out one tooth, except right behind it, all the other teeth come out. Oh, and she feels just horrible because here she was trying to do something small to help. And this, you know, this like horrible thing happened. And that dream, and I, I want you to listen to the reflections because for me, it's, it's, um, shocks me and 
pleases me just as much today as it did 50 years ago. This, the reflection, the situation this dream was reflecting was the fact that the dreamer's mother was very sick and she was in the hospital. There were no visitors allowed except for her. And so when she would get home at night, totally exhausted, all her mom's friends were calling her. And really, to be honest, all she wanted to do was give a little bit of information. So there you have the teeth. She wanted to, like, give out one tooth worth of information, but then each friend would say, oh, but what about this, and what about this? And before you knew it, she was finding herself on the phone for, like, 20 minutes, 25 minutes with each friend after returning home from the hospital every night, and it was just becoming too much for her. And the dream about her pulling out one tooth to be nice and it turning out to be all is what I call a how-to dream. How to know when you've said enough and that you have to go relax. You know, that's the lesson for the dreamer is to try and stay more in touch with when she's had enough to be able to say, I'm so sorry, but I'm just plain exhausted, so I'm just going to give you a little information about my mom, and we'll speak again tomorrow. You see what I mean? Yeah, why don't we remember our dreams all the time, Lainey? Well, there's a memory trace that is not working at the same capacity in your brain when you're sleeping as when you're awake. And so there's a physiological reason why you don't remember. And another reason, and more like the most important or relevant reason, is that if our dream doesn't make sense to us, we have a tendency to push it aside. And so the memory is not going to stay there that long you would want to be interested because it's all about intention. That's the biggest factor of remembering versus not remembering is your intention. If you decide, especially after this discussion tonight, if you decide that you want to remember a dream and you leave paper and pen beside the bed, uh, you'll, you'll get, you're going to get something. Right. <laughs> and it might take a day or two. And you don't need a big, long story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. I, I analyze one-picture dreams all the time in my uh, column at Oprah um, called Dreamcatcher or my column at Psychology Today called Understanding Dreams. In these uh, magazine articles, I love using a one-picture dream because it's really... Um, shocking how much information, as you saw with the spider dream, that's like a one-picture dream, and that dreamer was able to get enough information to go and reapproach her husband to bring the subject up again. We have lucid dreams, precognitive dreams, special dreams. What determines those? Well, a lucid dream is when you become... Um, Aware. You become conscious inside the dream, and you realize that you are dreaming. And so you are also problem-solving in a lucid dream. And I am like Stephen LaBerge, who's like 
the master of lucid dreaming, even Stephen LaBerge says that the goal is the problem-solving aspect of dreams. And for, and he, like me, also, I agree that that woman who understood the spider dream or the woman who understood the dream where she's pulling a tooth out and all the teeth come out, once you know what your dream is about and you understand the problem, you are lucid. <laughs> So you're, you're, you can be lucid in the day and know what's going on in your life. Like how about a feelings point of entry and this a dream, uh, I, ca- I call this dream, it's another how-to dream, how to be alone. And this woman who's getting on in her years, um, and how can I even say that being 71? But the point is... <laughs> She was wanting, spending a lot of time with friends. And so, it, busyness. She was busy. But really, inside, she would rather be painting. She wants to paint. She wants to read. She wants to exercise. She wants to be doing things that have to do with being alone. So, what does she dream? She dreams that she's in New York City, the busiest place that she could think of, and so that she, that's an expression of herself being so busy, but her car gets lost. And so first she can't find her car at the beginning of the dream, and then she gets lost. So she's not only lost her car, but she gets lost. And her getting lost was actually turned out to be the solution in the dream because when you're lost, you're alone. <laughs> and no, she wanted so to true. be alone. So she was giving herself what I call a rehearsal. By getting lost in the dream, the dreamer gives herself the experience of being alone. And I'm very big on expressions, and I love the expression, take that feeling and run with it. And I I use it also when somebody tells me a horny dream. You want to take the feeling and run with it because your unconscious is is calling you to whatever it is. In this case, she wanted to be alone, so her her clever unconscious got her lost in the dream. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.